The following program is sponsored by Friends of Life Outreach International. And I grabbed my baby girl who was in her crib at the time, and I remember being so scared. I'm in LA, this huge city, with not a lot of family, not a lot of friends, and I remember picking her up, and I remember whispering in her ear, and I said, honey, baby, I I'm sorry. Coming up on Life Today, Pat Smith shares openly about her struggles and triumphs in life, including her previous marriage to actor Martin Lawrence and current marriage to football player Emmett Smith. have been working really hard, so we would just give them the day off. And I am so thrilled to be able to introduce um, my guest to you. I remember the very first time I met her, she walked into the room and I was literally stunned by her beauty. But the more I got to know her, I realized that actually her true beauty is within. She is a remarkable woman and she's written a fantastic book called Second Chances. Will you please welcome my guest, Pat Smith. Oh, man. <laughs> girl. Oh, my girl. I cannot tell you how thrilled I was, Pat, when I saw that you'd actually put your story down in paper, because I know some of your story, although I'm probably a little behind. But your book, Second Chances, Finding Healing for Your Pain, Regaining Your Strength, and Celebrating Your New Life. Yes. Why now and why this title? You know, well, you've been a, a great part of my journey. Actually, you're in here, and your husband, and my journey with Women of Faith. Um, you know, it was God's timing. You know, my biggest struggle in life was that, as a little girl, I had my whole life planned out. Like, you know how you just know, I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do this, and it was just set. And so my frustrations came when those dreams and those desires didn't line up. And to me, they were losses, they were failures. It created in me a sense of, you know, disgrace and shame. And so God's timing, I've learned over, you know, the years now that I'm 45, it took me a little while, that his timing is perfect. Mm -hmm. So the timing was now. Yeah. And it's all about how God will take all of what you think could be the worst of situations in your life and turn them into something really wonderful and perfect because it's really about him and not about us. I remember the very first time that we met, yes. um, you were joining our speaking team <laughs> at Women of Faith yes. and we were having a retreat in a ranch somewhere. And I remember you walking in and just being so captivated by, mm. by just, there's just a, although you have a beautiful face, there's a beauty in your eyes, there's a tenderness mm. in your eyes. What I didn't realize was how much we were throwing you in at the deep end. Girl, I was scared to death. That's why I said, I thought you were about to say, like, I looked in your eyes and I just saw, like, this fear. No. Right? <laughs> I was, I mean, literally, you have to remember, I, I attended a Women of Faith event supporting Brenda Warner right. the year before. And at that time, I was just at a very low place of self-esteem in my own life. And so I went to support my girlfriend, you know? I'm just there to support Brenda. And I remember telling Emmett, okay, I'm gonna go, 
I'm gonna go watch Brenda, and then I promise I'll be right back, because Saturdays for us is like soccer and football practice and cheerleading, and, and I said, I promise I'll be right back. Well, I get there, and I'm captivated. I mean, I can't, I'm crying, I am praising the Lord. I'm, I mean, I am just into all of these stories. And so I remember saying, okay, babe, it's gonna be a little bit longer, right? <laughs> Can you keep the kids? And he's like, yeah, I'm good. And so you go from that kind of a moment and I got to meet all the speakers in the, you know, at lunch and like maybe a month or so later, I'm having lunch with a group of people from the team saying, we'd like for you to join our tour. And the first thing I thought was, oh my God, this is amazing. I get to have that experience. And then the next moment the enemy goes, girl, you ain't ready. You, how, how are you gonna do that? You're gonna, you're gonna make a fool of yourself. Like, you're not worthy, you're a loser. Like, you can't speak in front of all those people. No way, you'll never do it. And so, you know, the enemy, he's, he's tricky. And he knows how to get us off track. And so you have to remember from that moment of excitement and then the moment of joy and then, oh my God, I'm here at the retreat and I'm with Sheila Walsh and we were paired together. And I've watched and, and of course been captivated by your ministry. And then we're paired together and I'm going, why am I here? Wow. I, I'm not worthy. These people are selling books. These are speakers and ministers. And, you know, I just did not feel like I belonged. You know what's really interesting, Pat, is if most of our viewers were to look at you, we would never believe you ever struggled with any kind of self-esteem mm. issues. And I have to just let people in a little. I'm a huge Cowboys fan. Can I just tell you that? <laughs> Cowboy Nation. I am <laughs> a complete football fanatic, not just Cowboy. I mean, I follow everything. I have the red zone on my iPad. Oh I mean, my God, yeah, that's college football, everything. So let's just let people know that your husband is, of course, Emmett Smith. And you right. mentioned Brenda Warner, her husband, yes, Kurt, Warner, Kurt Warner, big football. So when you and Emmett met, were you at a good place in your life or a difficult place in your life? I was in a very difficult place in my life. So I was married before. I was married to an actor um, and comedian, Martin Lawrence. Um, and we, we had a really challenging marriage. Um, we got married, and I think it was 95. And then within four months, we were expecting our, our first child, who is now 20 years old in college, which is unbelievable to me. Um, but the, the 18 months that we're married were very challenging. We were young. I was coming off the loss of my mother, who died of breast cancer at 55. Um, and that left a huge void in me that I didn't even recognize. I had learned to put a mask on to pretend I was okay. I had just competed in the Miss USA pageant, which was a huge dream. I didn't win. I was first runner up. I call that second loser. <laughs> okay? So that whole first runner up thing, I don't know why they, look, if you don't win the pageant, you lost. Okay? So to me, you know, instead of having the perspective of, oh, okay, this is great, I'm even in the pageant. I looked at it as another failure. So here I am, I, I go into a marriage very, you know, very soon, very quick, very young, still hurting. And then um, it, we, were, we were passionately in love. Like I'm, I loved my husband and I know my, my ex-husband loved me. We had a beautiful baby girl, but we just did not get along. Mm -hmm. And it was just not a um, safe or a constructive position or place for any of us. So you got out? I got out one night. Um, it was the first time I ever heard God speak to me. And he said, I need you to pack one suitcase and I need you to leave. And I grabbed my baby girl who was in her crib at the time. She was nine months old. And I remember being so scared. 
I mean, I'm in Los Angeles. I'm, you know, a small town Virginia girl from Chesapeake. I'm in LA, this huge city with not a lot of family, not a lot of friends. And I remember picking her up and I remember whispering in her ear and I said, honey, baby, I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And we'll be okay, but I don't, I didn't know if we really were gonna be okay. Um, and a lot of people think, oh, well, you know, you're married to a movie star, so you're in a great position. But because I loved him so much, I signed a prenup. Wow. So I didn't leave the way people thought I left. And so I left, not thinking that I was gonna divorce, but that, okay, we just need some space for, for a moment. Safety. For safety and, mm -hmm. you know, for peace for both of us and for our baby especially. And within a day or so, he filed for divorce. And I found myself as a single mother trying to make it and get it together in LA and rebuild my life. And um, so when I met Emmett, I was just in a place of, you know, I started going to church. I um, gave my life to the Lord. I refocused on my career. But, you know, when you've been through things like that in life, through losses, um, I'd been in a relationship with a past boyfriend that was very abusive physically, emotionally. So I tell people all the time, you can look at somebody on the outside and it can appear one, one way, but you never know what's going on in somebody's heart and their mind. And abuse has a way of tearing and pulling things away from you that only God can put back together. And so at that time I was a new, new, like a new woman seeking the Lord, did not have a lot of word in me yet. And I remember some friends inviting me on a trip. And at that time, of course, I did not want a man in my life. Okay, I did not want a man. Okay, we got that. Okay, no man. No man. Unless he was from Idaho. Idaho, you're a I, potato girl. No, girl, like Idaho is like drama free. Oh, safe, like, yes. It's yes. safe, right? I mean, I'm in LA, you're dealing with, like I, yeah. I'm talking Chesapeake small town girl. I'm in a, a Ralph's grocery store seeing myself on a tabloid. That just didn't add up to me. And so when I finally got out of that, I thought, I just want a sweet, safe guy from Idaho. Like, no drama. Like Emmett Smith. <laughs> Hello, <laughs> right? That's how God, you know, he gives you what you need, not what you want. And um, people think I'm crazy for that, by the way. They're like, really? Like, I would have taken Emmett Smith. <laughs> um, so I, I'm in Aruba, and a mutual friend introduced us. And it's so funny because I said, okay, I wanted a guy from Idaho. He was a guy from Florida, but he was the kindest, mm -hmm. the most sweetest, you know, gentle man when I met him. There was just something special about him. I remember when Emmett came to one of the Women of Faith conferences yes. to support you. And my son, who was maybe, I don't know, 14 or something at that <sighs> time, yes. Emmett was so sweet. You know, yes. he let him sit beside him. Oh, and, yes. and I thought, oh, that is so kind because he's such a huge, particularly in Dallas, it was the yes. Dallas conference, he's such a huge hero. Yes. Um, there's tons about your story yes. that I want to talk about, but right. you're just gonna have to get the book, people. Because <laughs> I want to move on to a part of your story because one of the things I've noticed, Pat, I remember when I first met you, I thought there is something profound in this woman mm. if she can find her voice. And I see that God has done something remarkable in you, mm. but now he's doing it through you in the lives of other women. Yes. Talk about that hope that you've found and that you've now become like a floodgate of hope oh. to other women. Well, thank you. Um, you know, when we met, you're right, I absolutely, I, I was so disconnected from that voice. And I think a lot of women are, you know, and again, it doesn't matter what you go through. I mean, whether it's abuse, whether it's, um, 
divorce, whether it's, you know, I've been through depression and anxiety issues, whatever it is that you go through, I think it just has a way of tearing down on the inside of who you are. And the only one who can rebuild that is Christ. So Christ, over the years, he's done a lot of work in me, even since you and I were together on Women of Faith, right? Yeah. And so I have developed this heart for women. Mm. I just have. You know, and I, I love, you know, First Lady Sarita Jakes taught me. She said, your misery can become your ministry. So with all the misery that I've had over the years with women, um, as a woman, it's given me a real heart to minister to women because there's power in us. You know, so many of us fight each other, and it's like, why am I going to fight you when God created Sheila Walsh? right? To do exactly what Sheila Walsh is doing. He created Pat Smith to do exactly what I'm doing. If we come together, that thing wow. is huge, right? The enemy knows that. So my heart is to bring us together. So with my organization, Treasure You, it is a ministry and nonprofit that allows women to come together in a safe place. So I have retreats, I have events where we can come together and it's safe and it's loving and inspire one another and learn and, and fellowship with Christ, right? And build ourselves back up. I also with this have started a nonprofit because the night I left my house, I called a girlfriend, right? I could have been in a shelter in LA, but I called a girlfriend and she was my shelter. Wow. Her name is Sharif Fletcher. And she said, oh my gosh, I want you to come. You and Jasmine come here and it's safe. You don't have to worry about anything and you stay as long as you need to. Wow. So I see myself as a Cherie to other women. Women who are just like right in the middle of a crisis. You know, I'm, I'm not the answer, only God's the answer, but I can be the bridge. Wow, I so, love that. Pat. Yeah, so we're the bridge. I mean, Treasure is the bridge for women. And so we host events where, like, we just recently did one at the Potter's House where we had women that were in transition. They were women who were leaving shelters, they were leaving transitional housing. We had women who had just been affected by the tornado um, situation here in, in Dallas in December who were trying to start their lives again. And we provided, you know, household goods. We furnished two women's homes. Mm -hmm through the support of people that have just been giving and helping. So that's um, the body of Christ in action. Yes. I remember having the privilege of having coffee one morning with Bono from U2. Mm. And he said something to me Hello. that was... Hello. <laughs> that. Okay. Come back here, come back I know, here. I know. She goes, uh-oh. I'm like, ooh. But you know, he said something to me that really I've never forgotten. He said, a woman who understands her worth in Christ can change the world. And I really believe that. I believe it too. And that's what I think is beautiful about what God is doing in your life. I mean, God. you could sit back in your nice house with your kids and just mm. get your nails done all day. Mm. But you have found a purpose yes. in giving hope to other women yes. that I think is just stunningly beautiful. Well, let me tell you, it's so funny because I will tell you, my husband would be so fine if I stayed home. Really, I mean, he, I have a, he's a provider. Emmett was built to provide. Right. And he would be fine if I stayed home and every day met him at the door with his slippers, you know, and he came home to a great cooked meal. Don't know a man who wouldn't be. Right, yep. you know? <laughs> but I can't, I can't do it. Mm -hmm. Because God purposed in me something other than that. Now I do like, I gotta take care of my man. I believe in take care of my husband. We have five beautiful kids. I believe in that because the home is so important. But God definitely purposed me for more than shopping all day, eating all day and get my nails done. And is Emmett supportive of that? Does he understand that passion of yours? You know what? It's taken a minute. It really has. Yeah, sure. Um, because, you know, for him, you know, he got kind of comfortable 
when I was in a place of not knowing what my purpose was. Mm -hmm. And so it was really funny because there was a season, of course, when he was playing with the Cowboys. There was a season of when he did Dancing with the Stars where I was really forced and made the choice to support our family. You know, we're a blended family, so I thought I need to make sure home is okay. Yeah. But once um, we made it through Dancing with the Stars, and I thought I was gonna absolutely die, <laughs> because as the world thought it was the most wonderful thing in the world, and it was wonderful, people did not realize that during that whole season I was wearing a mask, mm -hmm. and I was struggling on the inside, and what, okay God, this is great for him, but what did you purpose me to do? Right. Right? What am I supposed to be doing? And I found myself being very resentful and very angry and very jealous because, you know, not only is he dancing with this amazingly beautiful woman, right, Cheryl Burke, who rocks and who I adore now, but back then, like, I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> like, God, this has got to be a joke. I mean, you've got a very insecure woman here, and I'm watching my husband week after week dancing and building this camaraderie with this other person, yeah. and I was struggling. And I tell people all the time, it is, it's much harder, you know, to fake it than it is to be who you are. Hmm. So every week, I'd put the makeup on, and I'd curl my hair and wear the dresses and smile and pretend I was okay, but on the inside, I was dying. Hmm. And so after Dancing with the Stars and going through really a bout of depression, seeing a therapist, and then of course, I remember being at church one Sunday and God spoke to me again through Bishop Jakes and he said, you know what, I don't know what God's told you to do, but whatever it is, you need to do it. Huh. And that's when I felt that strong call for God, from God that, you know what, my calling is to minister to hurting women. Yeah. And ever since then, it's like I have been, I mean, not that life is easy, because you know when you're working your purpose, the enemy is doing as much work to get you away from it, right? So it's always a struggle. But let me tell you, when I am doing what God's called me to do, I feel like I am rocking. I am rocking the world for him, and that's amazing. You know, I love that, Pat, and I love what you said about um, your heart for hurting women. Yes. And, and that's very much the heart of, of our audience here. Yes. And recently, I had this incredible privilege to travel overseas to the Dominican Republic, and there's nothing quite like one mom sitting down with another mom and listening to a story. And it was a story that, quite honestly, continues to change my life. I'll tell you a little bit more about that in a moment, but would you please just watch this? Yo le digo, Señor, tú que me lo diste así. Y yo casi me estuve al morir con mi barriga. Todos los días cuando me levanto le pido a Dios por mi bebé y que Dios me le dé cada día más vida y salud.
nothing a mother wants more than to be able to take care of her child. I mean, there's, there's nothing. You, you wait nine months, you know, and you just you can't wait to see that little face. You can't wait to count those fingers and toes. And when Rosario got to do that, everything that she'd been hoping and praying for fell apart in that moment. That's why we. That's why we're here. That's why life exists. To be able to say, we care for you. We care for you. Um, we stand with you. We stand together. And you're not alone in this. You are not alone. We're going to be there for you. I know that you, our viewers, care about moms like this. Isn't it interesting that the little one's name is Angel? So I'm asking you, would you be like an angel right now and answer this mom's prayer? Her name was Rosario. And she just walked into the hospital that morning. And we happened to be there with our team. And you could tell the desperation in her eyes. She'd been sent home, told your baby's fine. And she went to her mom's house and unwrapped the blanket. And there was this little one with a club foot. You know that this is an, a new thing for us. We've never done um, clubfoot surgeries before. But getting to see with my own eyes, A, the desperation in that mother's eyes. And she was a beautiful believer. She told me through the interpreter, her husband's not a believer yet, although she and I joined hands and we prayed for our husband's salvation. But she said she's got two older boys. And when they saw their little one, their little brother, they said, and Rosaria was weeping, they said, Mom, ever since we've been little, You've told us to pray, and you've told us that God answers prayers. So let's just pray that God will send an answer for this little one, Angel Davy. And I, I was able to say to her, to look in her eyes and say, because of you and your help and your support, here we are. Here we are with the answer to your prayers. I wish I could have taken you there, because if you sat there in that hospital with that mom and saw the agony, but then what I got to do was to walk upstairs with her to where she could get the very first thing for little Angel Davy. I saw them putting the cast on him the very first time. It was amazing. And because of this help, it will mean that this little boy will be able to run and play baseball, play soccer, but only if you will help us. If we don't do something, their future is very bleak. I saw what their future looks like. I saw two or three darling men that we stopped and spoken to, but they were in wheelchairs along the side of the road. Their only destiny was to be a beggar. So would you help? It's our prayer. This is our very last week of Club Foot raising money for that. We want to be able to offer 10,000 sets of little shoes for little ones. 10,000. And all it is, there's $17 for one set. So that's 34 for a, for a pair. 68 if you did four. Maybe you've got four children. And even as you're looking down at them now, they're all running free. Maybe you could do four. What we also want to do is we want to do 400 surgeries because some of the children, when the deformity is a little more extreme, they need surgery. But you know, the whole surgery only costs $400. And we want to do 400 of those because so many of these children are desperate. When I think of that mom on her knees, sobbing, saying, God, hear my prayer. I couldn't wait to get back and say to you, listen, we can do this. We can change the life. Please, would you call that number on your screen? 
would you go to lifetoday.org and make the best gift possible for these little ones? Thank you. Children born with birth defects in underdeveloped nations are often overlooked, uncared for, and even abandoned. And for tens of thousands every year born with a condition known as clubfoot, their deformity leads to a struggle to just survive. The good news is there is a simple and life-changing solution. This summer, with your support, Life Outreach will provide 10,000 children with corrective braces that will give them a chance to walk like any normal child. With a cost of $17 per brace, your gift of $34 will help provide two children with corrective braces, $68 will provide for four children, and $102 will help give six children braces and the opportunity to walk. And for children with a much more severe need, gifts of $400, $800, or even $1,200 will help provide life-changing corrective surgery for one, two, or three children in need. With your gift of any amount, we'll send you Beth Moore's devotional, Blessed Mornings and Restful Nights. With your gift of $102 or more to provide six children with corrective braces, you'll also receive the Journal Edition NIV Bible. Finally, with your gift of $1,200 or more, you may receive Majesty, our 2016 commemorative bronze sculpture. This summer, join with us to give children hope for a future. Let's give them a chance to walk. This is the last week. Please call, write, or make your gift online today. Do you know that one out of every 750 live births, the children have club feet? But the amazing thing is, fixing it is really simple. You know, our darling Nasari will have to wear a plaster cast for a time. Then he'll have to wear braces for a time. But all of those simple things are non-invasive, um, will mean that this boy, this beautiful boy, will grow up to have a normal life. But it's not just here in the Dominican Republic, but we're working in 18 countries with children just like Nazario who need help. So would you call that number on your screen or would you go to lifetoday.org and, and make the best possible gift so that all around the world, there'll be boys and girls that finally are able to kick off those braces and run. And it's our prayer that because of your love, they'll be running into the arms of Jesus. That's what they look like, $17, 34 for two pairs, 68 for four. Would you do it? Makes such a difference, Pat. Yeah. You know what? We are, um, you know, I believe in second chances. We're gonna give these babies second chances and please count um, us in. Yeah. And I, for five, for our five kids. Yes. Please. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. We're changing the world. Yeah. Please, will you yeah. help yeah. me thank Pat Smith. Yeah. Amazing book, Second Chances. Thanks for being with us. We love you. We'll see you next time.
when planning your future, keep their future in mind. Contact Life Planning Services today. And so as soon as I crossed that finish line, I wheeled myself over, I fell to the ground and I was foaming at the mouth. Dr. Don Colbert shares his personal health crisis. Life Today is made possible by the supporters of Life Outreach International. Your gift will be used exclusively for the exempt purposes of life. The ministry features specific outreaches as examples of the programs it supports and conducts. Gifts are considered to be without restriction as to use unless explicitly stipulated by the donor. The ministry is a member of the ECFA.